kind of doubt. Rick, I, I believe we've only got probably two more episodes, and then we're going to be done with uh, this um, extensive look at the book of Job and the misperceptions that it brings out and has brought out over history yeah. here. And, uh, well, folks, I just want to welcome you. Uh, I'm Pastor Mike, along with author Rick Salcedo, and uh, we've been dissecting this thing down. I mean, really getting into it, and I, and I pray you've been getting something out of it. And uh, we just finished up. Uh, last week, uh, uh, episode here talking about, uh, you know, a good God, what he is and what he could do for us and, and how we get about to attain that goodness from him. And I'm excited to see, uh, today we're getting into part 14. So Rick, get us started here then. Okay. Well, we left off where, uh, Job's three friends didn't confess their sins to God. Right. And so God said, you know, my wrath is, uh, against you. Sac, you know, you'll need to sacrifice, uh, you know, you need to do animal sacrifices to, you know, pay for your sins. Mm-hmm. Um, and my servant Job will, will pray for you. So immediately after Job confessed, he was forgiven. He confessed and repented. He was forgiven and God used him immediately as a priest to intercede on behalf of his three friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where we pick it up in, uh, chapter Job chapter 42, verses 9 through 10, it reads, So Eliphaz the Temanite and Bildad the Shuhite and Zophar the Naamathite went and did as the Lord commanded them. For the Lord had accepted Job, and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. All right, so the three friends of Job were at least smart enough to obey God. I mean, if if God was in talking to you from a whirlwind and said i'm angry with you you're gonna to have to do some animal sacrifice i think i'd listen right yeah me too. Me too. <laughs> you know you know shame on them for not speaking up and saying lord we we sin too we're sorry too <laughs> you know they didn't do that and so god said you know you're gonna have the only way you can uh cover that sin is with uh animal sacrifice mm-hmm. otherwise my wrath is going to flare out against you so and they obeyed god so they did as god instructed them and we see here that job wasn't blessed until he after he obeyed god Mm -hmm. see so he confessed and repented and had right standing with god but he wasn't restored to prosperity until he obeyed god because see he had the opportunity to say i'm not praying for those three so-and-sos you know they came here they kicked me when i was down yeah you know and they called me a low down dirty dog and said it was all my fault and and that god hated me and 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 I'm not praying for them. See, he could have, you know, that would have been unforgiveness and pride on Job's part. Sure. You know, but fortunately for Job, and it's it's ironic because had he done that, he also would have been hypocritical mm-hmm. because they falsely accused Job while Job was falsely accusing God. Right. See, so so that really wouldn't have made any sense for Job to not forgive them and obey God, yeah. you know, and, and pray on their behalf. And but you know a lot of times we're just we're just blinded. That's it. By the flesh or by pride or by you know whatever sin nature, Um, you know vengeance whatever we just get blinded and we can't see or do the common you know the commonsensical thing. Um, But in this case, Job did. He he did. He didn't hold any animosity against his friends, and when they performed the animal sacrifices to God, Job prayed for them. So once Job did that and obeyed God, then God restored his prosperity. See, so, you know, maybe if Job had refused to do that, okay, you know, maybe he would have, you know, 
just lived a, an average life of barely getting by or whatever, he wouldn't have had all this blessings. Yeah. Once he obeyed God and submitted to God and, and resisted the temptations of the flesh, the, the windows of heaven were opened up and great blessings poured out upon him. Mm-hmm. Twice as much as he had before. Yeah. So, um, so there's a good lesson there to learn, you know. It's always good. Now, I'm not saying every time you obey God, you're going to be a multimillionaire. <laughs> okay, but you're going to have all that you need. That's right. And remember, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It's not material things. It's yeah. not satisfying the flesh. It's righteousness, peace, and joy That's right. in the Holy Spirit. So if you have those things, you are wealthy. That's exactly right. Okay, and um, so now we're going to move on into uh, James chapter 5, verse 11. And we used this before. We mentioned this in the beginning. It was one of the keys to understanding the book of Job. Right. And it says, Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. So God is very compassionate and merciful, and we see that here because he instantly forgave Job. Right. And then, you know, used him in a ministry uh, role. And then after his obedience, God prospered him and and poured out great blessings upon him. And I think, though, I think the great compassion and mercy that God wanted to give Job was peace of mind and joy. Well, that's what he was lacking. The peace of mind piece is what he was lacking to begin with, right? Right. When he was worried about, uh, you know, his kids. Yeah. You know, he was trying to do all these things on their behalf. Worried, worried, worried. Right. You're right. That's a good point. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that's what he wanted him to have. Yeah. I think he worried about probably everything. Yeah. Because... In chapter three, I believe it was, he says, the thing that I feared has come upon me. That's right. So he feared losing his kids. He feared right. losing his possessions. He feared right. losing his health. Yeah. Um, this is a worry war. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy mm-hmm. in the Holy Spirit. Um, Job was trying to live in the kingdom of God and not the kingdom of the world. Yeah. And he, he was doing pretty good for the righteousness part as far as somebody could at that time. Right. In history, right. um, you know, it says he was blameless. And whenever, you know, he thought there a sin might have occurred, either him or his kids, he did animal sacrifices. And so he was trying to do the right thing right. to appease God, yeah. to obey, serve and appease God. Um, but like we just said, he worried a lot. So he lacked the peace and the joy yeah. that comes along with that. And so God, knowing what was going to unfold in Job's life. Because he's compassionate and merciful, use that fiery trial mm-hmm. to teach God or to teach Job peace mm-hmm. and joy. And so, in, you know, what he used was the, uh, the sinful nature of man or the, the flawed nature of man and the sinful, wicked nature of Satan. God used that mm-hmm. to benefit Job. Yeah. You know, he couldn't protect him from it happening. But he was going to use it so that Job would, you know, in the end, he'd be better off. And that's compassion and mercy. Absolutely. And only God can take such a horrible situation and, and turn it around for our benefit. That's exactly right. Exactly right. All right. So um, so in the end, Job not only had righteousness, but he had peace and joy. So he learned to trust in God. He, I think that personal encounter with God just impressed him so much knowing that God was mighty and that God forgave him and that God restored him to right standing that 
God would protect him and all his possessions going forward. So I think he had that peace of mind and that joy. I would agree with you. And a lot of times, you know, a personal encounter with God is life changing. Mm-hmm. It should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And so, uh, well, we spoke about the, the human nature of man. So let's, we're going to see that in Job chapter 42, verse 11. A few things that, you know, we can learn some wisdom from. It says, then all his brothers and sisters and all those who had been his acquaintances before came to him and ate food with him in his house. And they consoled him and comforted him for all the adversity that the Lord had brought him upon, that the Lord had brought upon him. And we'll talk about that verse here in a minute. Each one gave him a piece of silver and each a ring of gold. Okay, so when did his brothers and sisters and former acquaintances come to fellowship with him again? After it's all done, huh? <laughs> after he got blessed again, after he was prosperous again, after he was wealthy once again. Right. Where were these knuckleheads right. when he was, you Sitting know. Sitting there taking shards of clay. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, these, we're talking his brothers and his sisters, yeah. his siblings. Not a one of them invited him to live in their house and said, I'll take care of you. Right. You know, let me get a doctor. We'll see if we can't do anything about those boils. You know, yeah. let's get you cleaned up. Right. Yeah. They were nowhere to be found. Yeah. You know, and that's human nature. But once Job is is healed and blessed and prosperous, they come out of the woodwork right. to fellowship with him. Imagine that. Yeah. Her relatives everywhere win the lottery, see what happens. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so, and not only that, but they pander to him. You know, each gave him a piece of silver and a ring of gold, and they comforted him for all he was suffered. Right. You know, oh, poor, poor Job, you know, yeah. this shouldn't have happened to you. Yeah. You deserve better, you know. Yeah. I'm on your side. You know, do something for me in the future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you That's know, right. so basically, you know, they, they were associating with him and pandering to him for what it might be in it for them. Right. You know, not because uh, they were just selfless, sure. sincere, caring about him. Yeah, you know, they'd have shown that prior. Right, exactly. Um, so be careful. That's human nature. That's and right. like you said, you know, um, if you want to, you know, if you want to get to know all your friends and relatives, win the lottery. That's right. Because That's <laughs> exactly they'll come right. out of the word work and they'll be part. People you know. didn't even know you were related to. All of a sudden we'll have DNA match kits and everything yeah. else for you. That's right. Yeah. And um, the, now the inverse of that, it kind of reminds me of if, you know, if there's somebody, you know, if you don't want to talk to somebody, loan them money. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> you know, if you don't want somebody involved in your life, loan them money. Loan them money. They'll disappear and yeah. you'll never see them again. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You're exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So, that happens all too often. You know. Yeah. yeah. Now, and the other thing I'd like to focus on here is um, where it says, well, uh, before I do that, let's see here. So, you know, Throughout all his affliction and everything, when Job was prosperous and when he was afflicted, you know, God's intention towards him was one of compassion and mercy. Mm-hmm. And it says in Acts ten thirty four, you know, this shows the difference between God's nature and man's nature. It says, then Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. That's right. You know, and there's other verse, another one that says, um, God is not a respecter of persons. That's right. And so, uh, although man is partial, as we just saw in that verse in Job, God never is. Amen. God will always love us and always want the best for us and will always deal with us in a compassionate and merciful way. And will restore you just like he restored Job. Right. That, that's, that, that's key there. Yeah. 
And uh, now concerning that verse that said, And they consoled him and comforted him for all the adversity that the Lord had brought upon him. Well, I think it's well established that it wasn't God that brought that right. upon him. Um, well, I hope so, because that's what we've been talking about this whole time here. So I hope yeah. we've gotten that point in. Yeah. yeah. But again, it goes back to that um, that way of perceiving the Bible, right. where if God allowed it, then God is given credit for having done it. Right. Um, so, you know, you could look at this at, and say adversity that the Lord allowed upon him. Or what I like is the adversity that the Lord had brought him through. You know, yeah, that's good. God will always bring us through our adversities. You know, we tend to blame him for putting the, us in the adversities, mm-hmm. but he only allows us to go th- to get in them. And then he, through compassion and mercy, brings us out of them. Okay, so why do we get into adversities? Well, we live in a fallen world. Right. Uh, we are a sinful race. Mm-hmm. Um, the consequences of our bad decisions. That's right. Um, sinful things other people do to us. That's right. Okay, so all this, you know, all this can bring adversity on us. Doesn't mean, you know, God allowed it to happen, but it doesn't mean God commissioned it. Right. But no matter what happens to us, God will always bring us through it, like That's He right. did Job. Exactly right, bro. And um, in the Kaufman's commentaries on the Bible, it says um, concerning this, one thing that is absolutely clear in the book of Job is the fact that it was Satan, not God, who slaughtered Job's children, impoverished him, and reduced him to the utmost suffering and disease. Yet here it is stated that God had brought all these things upon him. Here we have enunciated the biblical premise that God indeed does that which he allows to happen. So ancient writers and, you know, uh, ancient translators of the Bibles, they had this attitude that if God allowed it because he's the sovereign supreme God, then we're going to give him credit for having done it. And that's kind of the style and approach they used in writing the Bible. But in reality... You know, when we take a really, we dive deep into the book of Job, we see that it was Satan that afflicted Job. And it was Job that gave Satan that opportunity. And God, for his part, was going to, knew that this was going to unfold and used it in a compassionate, merciful way to benefit Job in the end. Um, Okay, so I referenced the the Kaufman's commentary on the Bible. I just want to talk about who that is. James Burton Kaufman was an author, a preacher, and teacher among the churches of Christ in the early 20th century. Saved at the age of 18, he attended Abilene Christian College. He became a minister at the age of 25. After 41 years of ministry, he retired and spent 21 years writing a commentary on the Bible verse by verse. Yeah, that's pretty good. Now talk about dedicating your life to the kingdom that's of God. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the dude was, what, about 87 years old? Yeah. When he finally, I don't know if he passed away or just retired, but that is 62 years of service there, not counting the Bible school. That's right. So that's one impressive dude. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, so he's just one of, we, we reference, we reference some other commentaries too earlier in the series. And, you know, you know, they were all of different denominations. Mm Different, um, you know, some were in England, some were in the United States, sure. uh, different time frames. So we, you know, we're not, we're not pushing some kind of, uh, 
um, fad opinion yeah. on the book of Job. Right. You know, we, we've got input from several different preachers from different cultures, from different time frames, right. and, you know, and they all line up and agree. So I think that that does give these commentaries some credibility yeah, on, on what they say. All right. Well, um, guess what, folks? We've got we've got one more podcast after this. So if you want to uh, cross the finish line with us, you'll have to join us next time. Until then, prepare your heart for the coming revival. Amen. Amen.